Hey, hey, so you know how I am all about your success, right? And when I say success, I'm not just talking about you making money. I'm talking about you finding your place in this world so that you make the money, but also make the impact and find fulfillment. So I created an amazing tool that I think will be so valuable to you on your success journey. It's called the zone of success. It's a simple three question exercise, but it will help you uncover your gifts, your talents, and help you position yourself for your success so that you can understand what you carry, how you can bring value and grow in your different spaces you operate in, and then position that for your success. Does that sound like something you're interested in? Then check out the zone of success. There's a link in the description box. Check it out and let me know how it goes. All the best in your success. And now to today's episode. You suck at many things. I'm sorry I have to say it, but it's the truth. And you know it too. There are many things that you're not very good at, but I'm here to tell you that it's okay. It's actually perfect that you're not good at everything. And I'll tell you why in this episode. Stick around. This is the best place for ambitious people who are taking charge of their lives, making that income, making that impact, and living fulfilling lives. And today we're talking about your one thing. And this is one concept that I have treasured so very much. It's also called one mission mindset. I really don't like being told that I'm not good at things. I don't know about you, but I like to be good at so many things. And growing up, I was rewarded for being good at many things. I was good at math, at science, at English, at history, at geography, things that were just randomly wide. I was good at all those things. I would be able to get top marks in all those things and I was rewarded for it, commended for it. So when I went to uni and discovered that I was not good at everything, I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. It felt like something had a reason to oppose my ability, my exceptionalness. <laughs> I had been taught that I was an excellent student and now I was failing at something and it has taken me a while to understand that I'm not designed to be good at everything and that's okay. This world is made of different people with different skill sets. We need each other, we need engineers, we need teachers, we need mothers, we need the peacemakers, we need the writers, we need the artistic people. Of course, society values other people more than others. And that makes us feel a certain type of way about maybe what we're good at, our skills and our talents. But I just want to encourage you that you should really understand what you're good at because that is your unfair advantage. Not everyone can thrive at the same things. And we could say, okay, where are all the good engineers? They're placed around the world in different places. If they were all in one place, then that would just be a crowded place and they wouldn't be able to make an impact. However, there are engineers placed around the world in different places. They understand the cultures in different places and they're able to make an impact in that space. It's the same thing with you. There are no replicas of you. There are no other people who think exactly like you, who talk like you, who have your personality and your interests. That is your advantage. That shows you that where you are right now, you are needed. Your opinion, your perspective, your skills are needed. So you're not good at everything, but what are you good at? Put your energy behind that and see your relevance, your fulfillment, your success flow through. So this one mission mindset was a discovery 
not really a discovery because I'm sure people have talked about it. I read a book, you know, one thing, which was a really awesome book. But one mission mindset was me discovering a pattern in the Bible that when God worked with a person, he would work on a specific project with them. He didn't work with Moses to bring the children of Israel out of slavery and then to distribute the land and then to lead them to this place and that he just had a specific mission take the children from here to there and when it was time to distribute the land there was somebody else Joshua who rose up to distribute the land when God would call people in a certain season they had sinned and fallen short and God would send a prophet with this specific mission there was always that one mission a person had I love the story of Joseph in the Bible he went from being a slave to being prime minister. And his one mission was to save his people, his nation from hunger. So it seems very limiting when you start thinking, I'm only on this earth to do one thing, but that is your power. When you discover that one thing and put your energy, talents, skills, connections behind that, it becomes a huge thing. It gives you the freedom to be yourself and it allows you to attract the level of success in that space that no one else could have achieved. So today I want to talk to you about finding your one thing and investing in your one thing. I have understood this in so many different ways at so many different levels. At first I just thought, find your one thing, just do that one thing. But I have been understanding that when you find that one thing, it will give you an advantage in different spaces. So your one thing can give you an advantage in your job. Your one thing can give you an advantage in your relationships. Your one thing can give you an advantage in your ministry, in your volunteering, in whatever space you operate in. But you have to understand your advantage. Because sometimes you might think, we're all doctors here, we're all engineers here, we're all accountants here, we're all mothers here. But what makes you different? We all love God, yes, but what makes you different? That is what is going to be used to propel you forward and to bring glory to God, really, and to help you achieve big things in your space. So how do you discover your own thing? Number one, value you. You really need to check out the episode I did on confidence because that really helps you understand you, value you, know you, appreciate you, and be comfortable being yourself. You have to understand that you're uniquely you for a reason. I know there are remarkable people that you sometimes meet and you're like, wow, that's an amazing person. But I want you to know that you are an amazing person. If you give yourself the chance to thrive, if you water yourself, if you care for yourself and invest in yourself, you'll be surprised what you'll find. That's what I did at least. I was in a job that made me feel small. It was an environment that was really negative. So I would sit in that job and think, if I was like her, if I was quiet like her, if I was content like her, if I only could focus like she did. And so that makes you feel really small. Like you never really understand your strengths. You never really achieve what you're supposed to achieve or even achieve your potential if you're always staring and thinking and comparing. But that's what I was doing because of the environment I was in. I felt like I could be tweaked on to become a better version by imitating somebody else. And that is a sure key to frustration because you will never be somebody else better than themselves. So you could only be a copy and you will fail at that and it will feel foreign to you. It will be exhausting. So value you, know you bring something to the table, know you are worth people's time and respect. And you don't have to demand it and say, give me respect. But if you treat yourself right, if you present yourself well, you'll find that you attract that respect. You attract that space where people value you as well because they see that you yourself value yourself. 
Number two is you have to experiment with your skills. Your skills are awesome. Your skills are amazing. The things that you're good at are amazing. But if you just sit on them and think, well, this is my gift, this is my skill, it'll just be, you will make them rusty. Just because you have an amazing voice doesn't mean that voice will just be like that. There are ranges to your voice. There are, there are corners to your voice. There's a beauty to your voice that you're yet to discover. But you will discover that from experimentation and practice. So you need to put yourself in a place where you're stretching yourself, where you're making yourself uncomfortable, experimenting and understanding dimensions to your ability. If you are a writer, write differently. If you are a researcher, research differently. Try new methods. Put yourself in a place where you feel like, hey, the people here are better than me. Put yourself in that space so that you can be pulled upwards. Don't love to operate with people who you feel, oh, I am better, I'm the best. Like that famous quote says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Do that practically in your life. If you are sitting with people and you find that your prayer life is impressive, the way you preach, the way you talk is the most impressive in that space, then get yourself in a different room. You want to experiment and find dimensions to your gifts and your talents and to be able to discover your potential. And that will happen when you're uncomfortable, that will happen when you're challenged, and that will happen when you experiment intentionally. Now, after you've experimented, you discover trends, patterns that show you what you're truly good at, what you're capable of, and what you enjoy doing. Now, when you see those patterns and trends, zoom in in those things that are very promising. So you could be a person who realizes that, okay, I am a business person, but I thrive when I'm in the back end of my business. Go to the back end, then see how you can improve the back end. Or maybe I'm a business person, but I like to be the first and market for my business. Be the first and market for the business and see how that goes. You are experimenting with things that you see, that you enjoy, and that you're good at. And when you develop those things, when you put energy in those things, when you perfect those things, they'll get better and better. And that's what makes you memorable. And that's what makes you stand out. So people will say, we go to that business because their customer care is amazing. Sometimes I'm attracted to a business because their adverts are just really funny. Sometimes I'm attracted because of the packaging. Sometimes I'm attracted because of just the way the website is laid out. Different strengths and different skills will put a light on you. Now you have to just know, I'm good at this, but in that which I'm good at, I'm actually perfect at a certain aspect of it. I am good at business, but give me the back end where I'm looking at the operations of that business and I thrive in it. Something like that, you see? So when you know what you're good at, develop it, do more of it. That is how you gain mastery. And as you gain mastery, you are building a reputation you're serving people and attracting either clients, connections, and opportunities your way. Now, the next thing you must do is serve your one thing. Serve your skill. Use it to make a difference in other people's lives. Your success is tied to other people. And when you understand that, you will realize that the more people you help, the more successful you are. Think about the biggest products. People love them in large scale. I love Apple. Their phones are owned by so many people. People value them. They are willing to pay so much for them. Now, because they have made a product that many people value, then they get to be super successful. 
but let's not even look at the big companies, the small companies in your spaces, the small initiatives in your spaces that have succeeded. They succeed because they make an impact in various people's lives. They make an impact for more people, even an NGO, whatever organization, whatever initiative, even ministry, church, when they connect with more people and impact those people, it becomes really successful. So when you want to succeed in life, whether it's in your company or wherever you are, use your one thing, that skill you have identified and developed, now use it. How can you help your workmate? How can you help your boss? How can you help the other department? How can you help that business? How can you help your neighbor? That is what makes you shine when you make other people shine, when you make other people's lives better, when you solve problems in other people's lives using your one thing. That's what makes you memorable. I love the story of Daniel in the Bible. I think it's impressive that he was prominent across different administrations. And you know, when a president comes in power, they make some changes, Daniel was not changed. Maybe he was ignored for a minute, but there'll be a need that would arise in the kingdom and the king would be like, we need this. And people will remember there is Daniel who can help you. So he was relevant across different administrations and across different governments. And that is because he had discovered his one thing. So when people were remembering him, it wasn't because they wanted an economic solution or they wanted to conquer nations. They wanted wisdom. They wanted interpretation of visions. And he would come there and interpret. He would have wisdom and knowing that only gods could have, according to the Bible. And he would come in and people would be like, in awe of him. He had discovered his one thing. So when you discover your one thing, you become relevant. You don't need to really play politics and try to be here kissing this person, licking this boot, doing this. No, you just need to shine in your space and be generous with serving. Be generous with the solutions that you give and you'll be surprised how relevant, how memorable, how valuable and significant you'll become. The last thing that you should do with your one thing when you have found it is that you should celebrate it. Don't let anybody look down on you because of what you're able to do, because it's different from other people's ability. Celebrate it, embrace it, market it. Look for opportunities using it. I have just understood, and I say just, but it's been a process of me understanding my ability, my one thing, and that is communication. I am an effective communicator, and I know I can improve. There's so much room for improvement in my writing, in my speaking, and all that. But I lead with that. I use that a lot. When I'm doing things that are not even connected to communication, I use it still because that's what I bring to the table. I celebrate it, I market it. Now, if I'm in an interview and somebody's asking, I'm like, I am good at this. And I will learn that, but I am good at this. When somebody wants to work with me and say, okay, what is your angle? I'm saying, I am good at this. I will write, I will speak, I will communicate, I will design a program, I'll be creative. That's my corner. That I might not be good at, but I will learn it as well. And because I'm shining with this one thing that I have celebrated and embraced and I'm marketing, it allows me to get into doors that I don't have business getting in. It allows me to get into places that I don't deserve. That is my unfair advantage. That's my one thing. And when I get in there, I'll do everything else to learn everything else that I need to learn. But celebrating my one thing allows me to get into places. It allows me to even glorify God, really, because he's the one who gave me this one thing. And so I can use it to bless other people and bless different initiatives and bless my space in the best ways possible. 
So my question is, you have an idea of your one thing. Do you know that one thing that you're really good at, that you can focus on and invest in, and it will pull your life forward? I'm not saying again that you should ignore all else. What I'm saying is you have an unfair advantage, something you do remarkably well. If you already do it well naturally and you invest in it, it becomes a real, real excellent thing in your life and excellence really attracts opportunities, growth and impact. And that's what we're about here, living significant lives of wealth and impact. If this was helpful to you, please drop me a comment with your learning point, anything that you have learned. And if you want to learn more, work with me, then there are links in the description box that will direct you to my programs. I'd love to work with you there. And if you just want to connect, please like, share and subscribe. I'd love to have you here as part of the family. And also, Connect with me on social media. My name is Nevis Tandis on I'm here every week, so let's make a day and I will see you next week. All right, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me here on my Lane Audio Experience. Be sure to subscribe and share. And I can't wait to hang out again soon. All right? Okay. Bye-bye.